Hey everybody, Paul Turner here from thedisciplesproject.net. Glad you could join me today for another episode of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. If you're brand spanking new to the program, first of all, thank you for being here. Uh, if you're a regular, also welcome to you. Thank you for being here as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. That time is just about upon us, uh, where we are going to be just tearing open gifts and eating turkey or ham or all those things. And I want to give you an opportunity to put one more present under your tree, which would be from me, of course, uh, that uh, whether you're a regular or first time, that if you would uh, like a copy of my new book, Prepare for Impact, uh, it is a book all about the preparation process, the planning process, uh, which is kind of the secret sauce to um, youth ministry. It's the what you do before you execute kind of thing. And I think it would make a great gift under your tree. If you would like this book, I would like to give you one, and I'm going to give away one uh, in the next couple of days. You may not get it by Christmas at this point, but uh, if you go ahead and just go over to iTunes and leave a review uh, of the podcast and give me some stars and some reviews, would love to hear from you, and uh, I will then track you down somehow, maybe through the podcast here, and uh, and then get your address and send you a book. I'll just do a drawing. So if you go ahead and go to iTunes, leave a review and all those kind of good things, uh, I will get a hold of you somehow, some way. So today's episode, talking about the book, uh, I did an interview with my friend Greg Davis, who is the, uh, the leader of First Priority, which is a Bible club movement here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was able to touch base with him on his show, Priority Talk. And uh, it is a, a great program right here in the Birmingham area. And so I thought I'd go ahead and post that up today so you guys can get a listen to it and listen to him uh, interview me about the book and some of the content of the book that may interest you. So join me right now as Greg and I just chew it up here talking about my new book. All right, in studio with us today, a veteran youth minister. Paul Turner. We got to say that, Paul, so people know what you know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's code, you know, though. We can't Isn't just code? say he started last week or anything. <laughs> uh, you know, when we had Jim Burns uh, not too long ago, uh, I said, Jim, I've been reading your books for a long time. I'm not trying to say you're old. But, uh, you know, I was reading your book. I was reading your uh, old books when I started. And yes. his books had been out a long time. They have been. Uh, so uh, That's what we all cut our teeth on. And Jim Burns is going to be back with us uh, one day next week as well. All right. Um, and, hey, and you've been working uh, First Priority Clubs for many, many years yep. as well in Pleasant Grove, Hueytown. Big fan. And uh, now even the uh, the JCIB uh, with Jefferson County, the mm-hmm. baccalaureate school, uh, yep. they opened up a new campus at the middle school at Pleasant Grove. Right. And, uh, man, you guys, it's just rocking. It is. Scott Douglas and I, uh, Scott's the uh, youth pastor at uh, Bethel Baptist there. And um, and we've been working together. And these kids, uh, let me tell you what, they come in, they're ready, they're ready to go. It's a, it's a great school and great students. Uh, and uh, every Thursday, uh, a great group of kids come out, and they lead the devotions, and they do all the stuff, and they are just rocking it out. They do a great job. That's great. And that's a unique thing because these kids come from all over the county. It's not a community based. They're they're bussing in. They come, are. Some of them are local, but yep. they're coming in from all over Jefferson County. So it's not your traditional kind of deal where no. everybody lives in the same community and nope. goes to the school and know, knows each other. That kind yeah, of they thing they're going to churches all over the county. They are. I mean, from Gardendale to you know north, uh, you know all the way up. I guess the corner more to Majordan and south. Yep. Uh, east. Uh, I mean, just all uh, over. All over. And probably the best compliment that we got. Uh, well, well, but one of the best compliments we got is that that uh, they thought that Scott and I worked at the same church. That's good. 
and they they didn't they didn't see any difference between us as far as where we went to church because right. we're all just coming in for the same yeah. thing. And then we had a, a that's thing. even cool because one of these Baptists, one of these Assembly of God, that that's is right. beautiful. That's yeah. pretty good. Huh? It. That's pretty it. good. And we had a kid come in the other day. It was his first time there. He had never been there before. He says, "Do you guys do this?" Every he says, "Do you have church every week?" I went, "Buddy," he, he said. He, I said, "Yeah, man, we have." I said, I, "It was a donut day," and I said, yeah. uh, "I said, buddy, we don't serve donuts every week." He said, "Man," he said, "Man, I'm a big Jesus fan." That's cool. He, I said, "Buddy, I'm me too." Yeah, I said, "I'm a big Jesus fan too." God bless. <laughs> so he wasn't this there for the donuts. He wasn't. Well, he, he was back today. All so, right. I, you know, God bless him. I thought that was just such a. Uh, now, since we're talking about age, and we're, go- we're going to get to the book, right? sure. well, Prepared for Impact, yes. uh, 12 Keys to Unlock You in Your Youth Ministry. Yes. And uh, we want to get into some of the issues uh, that Paul goes into with planning. And you can check it out, thedisciplesproject.net. That's right. You got it right? That is correct. The, the discipleproject.net. I was up in Kentucky one time with Benny Prophet, who mm-hmm. founded First Priority. Now, right. Benny's been in youth ministry now for probably close to 50 years. So what would you call him then? If well, I'm let me veteran. say, so we're up there, we're in Kentucky. <laughs> we're at a First Priority Club in uh-huh. Kentucky one right. morning at a school in an auditorium. Right. Probably 100, 200 kids there. And uh, one of them gets up to, to talk. You know, one of the students is leading it. And he really got to preaching. And he really started bringing the hammer, I mean, on his fellow <laughs> students. And, uh, you know, they had donuts that day. That's, yes. that's what made me think oh, of Oh, sure, it. sure. Got the donuts there that day. And uh, he's talking about how, you know, we shouldn't just be coming here to eat donuts and just be coming for fun or just because you want to see somebody. <laughs> he said, uh, you know, man, the man that started First Priority is here this morning. You know, Benny's sitting back there. He's uh, kind of, uh, he said, I bet they didn't even have donuts when he started First Priority. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And of course, he meant that they didn't bring donuts to the club. Not that right. donuts hadn't been invented. No, they didn't have holes still, in them at that point. But we still kid Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have donut holes. So uh, we still kid him about that. He started First Priority. They didn't even have donuts. That's right. Uh, all right, let's get into this. Prepared for Impact, 12 yes. Keys to Unlock Your Youth Ministry. Um, and... Basically, you say, are you a good youth ministry planner? Right. This is a playbook, and I got to mention too, my co-author here, Ryan Latham, uh, who is uh, works with a leadership team in Oklahoma. Uh, when we wrote this, we wanted to put together a playbook for youth pastors, and not just you know, uh, you know, younger youth pastors will uh, of course have great benefit, but it's a great benefit for all youth pastors because there's always a dynamic of planning. It's the secret sauce. It is. It is the, it, you know, because if you're, if, if you think you're just going to show up and have a meeting or you're going to do a thing, there's so many different angles to that that you can think through and go through. And we wanted this to be something not just you read one time. This is something you could refer back to and say, well, what, now what was that uh, youth convention schedule or yep. what was that, uh, those questions that I should talk to or my elements that I should have for a, a youth staff meeting and things like that. And so, yeah, so we wanted to put it together to where it is a, it is a reference book that you're going to pick up more than one time. You're not just it's not, it's not all fluffy. It's not uh, a lot of just motivational uh, stuff. It is inspirational, but we want to inspire uh, youth workers of all different uh, ages and, and seasons that they're in to say, listen, you know, maybe I could do, maybe I can up my game a little bit in the area of planning so that the outcomes that I'm really looking for, praying for and seeking for to make that impact is going to be effective. Well, I think that's the goal. That's the first thing. And you talk about it. You got the bullseye. You got to know what's your goal. Yeah. And then plan accordingly. Exactly. And sometimes when we've been in this a long time, whether it's any stage, part of life, really, but 
this, we're talking youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Is um, if you, especially if you've been at the same church or been doing it for a long time, like we have, you kind of can tend to just do the same thing over and over and over again. And, and sometimes things need to change. Wash, rinse, What's repeat. What's your goal? Yeah. Yeah, and if you and if you're you can get into that mode of ministry where it's the same thing every time, you're not changing up the dynamics. You're and then when you find yourself in a place where you start to get stale and you start to think, well, why aren't my kids growing? And nine times out of ten, it's because we're not growing. Right. We're not up in our game. We're not challenging ourselves. We're not uh, rocking some boats sometimes. Sometimes we're not challenging status quo. But the first thing we have to do is challenge our own status quo. We have to then look at ourselves and-, and So you got to uh, have a plan to grow yourself. Sure. Ryan has a great chapter in here called Feed the Baker. And he tells just a little, a little story of the fact that, you know, that a baker can get so busy uh, baking bread for other people that he no longer feeds himself and he starts to lose weight and look thin and look gaunt. Well, it's the same thing with spiritual. If you're not feeding yourself, that's part of the planning process mm-hmm. too, that in in planning and doing, uh, you're feeding yourself and, and saying, okay, I, I got to feed myself because if I want this kind of impact, then I have to be this kind of leader to get it. Mm, that's so true. And uh, so the spiritual, of course, uh, y- your goal is disciples. Right. Okay. Right. So you got to plan accordingly to that. And you do talk about calendar uh, you talk and finances. Yes. You know, a lot of guys, you know, you wonder why have you blown your youth budget every year? Pastors out there, you wonder why does your youth minister plan blow the budget every June? He's already out of money. What's well, because didn't have didn't have a good plan? Right, right. He just went ahead and blew his money. And you look at your budget, and, and we, like I said, we do talk about money. We talk about uh, all those things there because uh, if you're not looking at because example in my you know how much do we spend? I have in here what's called the quad plan, mm-hmm. and the quad plan is simply a review process. Right, example the four major yeah the yeah. four major things are community discipleship, worship, worship, evangelism, and in each of those we should have a plan for that. But we also have to budget. We have to say how much am I if you look at what your maybe what what your deficit is right now in your youth ministry, I'll show you where you're not spending money. You say, well, we're not, we're not seeing any new kids. Well, show me how much you're spending on evangelism. evangelism show yeah. me how much you're, sp- if your kids are growing, show me how much you're spending time, money, effort in discipleship. You know, you, you, if you're budgeting all those things, your time, your resources, your team, uh, all those things in those areas and asking key questions about it, you're going to get different results than if you just say, well, I'm just going to throw a bunch of money against the wall and, and pray it works. Yeah. Now, what did you call this? The quad? The quad plan. Yeah. The quad plan. Okay. Yeah. I love this. I didn't know how much you wanted to get into that. Community, uh, discipleship, worship, evangelism. That's a good uh, plan for any ministry. Well, sure. And Be- so community, you say, uh, did it or will it draw us closer together? Together. Correct. That's that's both in, in in both a planning aspect and a review aspect. So if you use this little form that we have in here and ask those questions, number one, if I plan it, will it draw us closer together? What, what yeah, it, and do. what does that look like, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to plan a, some sort of fellowship or community thing, is this going to is this just a party, mm-hmm. or do I have dynamics built into this that are that are actually drawing souls closer together where they're going to where they're going to do that? Yeah. And then you talk about discipleship. Did it or will it create opportunities to follow Jesus? Right, and we ask that question because so many times we say, "Well, what's the what's the point of this class?" Okay, we're going to do a class, and so much of it is just information, no application. And so, if you're going to do discipleship, then you have to ask, you know, review what you have. If you're reviewing, you say, "Well, it's not very effective." Well, get it's time to get rid of it, probably. If it's not working the way you want, ask yourself: Will it create opportunities to follow Jesus, not just teach them how to follow Jesus? Yeah, worship did it, or will it direct attention towards God? Yep. 
that's worship, of course, and then evangelism. You mentioned it, did it, or will it help kids share their uh, their faith with Christ and Christ with their friends? Exactly. Will it encourage them? Will it spur them? Will it equip them? Will yep. it move them on? That's absolutely to sharing their faith. So, yep. uh, so everything you do in your ministry, you you plan it through this quad. This yeah, is the way if, we do it exactly. If you just put it on a paper and then you it, you know example, and if it if doesn't you, go into one of these, it doesn't really probably belong. Doesn't really have a good place. Yeah. In your in your ministry, it's, right? Exactly, and you're exactly right in saying that because if you're if these are your four major things, and you can call them different names and different things, but you should take this is something you would take and use and and put your current example. If you're looking at it right now, you'd look over the past year and say, what were our community events? What was directed towards fellowship, discipleship, worship, and evangelism? And then you look at it and go, well, how balanced were we? Mm. Where did we focus? What did we have? And then you ask the questions with your team. By the way, this is very much not just you, the youth pastor, doing. This. This. We encourage talking with students, talking with parents, talking with your adult volunteers if you have them. All those things that you don't do it by yourself. That you that the key to this is collaboration. It's not just sitting in your lab, you know, mixing up new, uh, you know, uh, scientific inventions here. This is this is meant to be done in community. Yeah. What does our past tell us about the future when you look at your ministry? Well, that is a great question because when you're looking at that, you are comparing. You are looking at your past successes and past failures. You know, failure, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, right? Hoping Mm -hmm. you're going to get different results. The problem is we keep planning the same things. We put in calendars together saying, well, we did that last year, but we have not reviewed that day one. We didn't look at its effectiveness. We just said, well, we're going to do a Christmas party or we're going to do whatever. And what were the dynamics? So we have to look at our past and look at our, and even how we, you know, it's not just the event, it's us. How did we approach it? Was our, were we passionate about it? Uh, Did we look at it? and say, uh, that was great. Well, what were the measurements for that, right? What was your metric system for saying this was successful or not successful? So you have to be able to look at your past and even in your own approach of your own planning of it, was that something that was, that was effective? So you look at your past and say, okay, uh, going forward, is this something that we need to do again? Yeah. Or what needs to be my approach the to it? The importance in review, you got to look back so you can look forward. Correct. And Paul, man, I wish I'd have had this book when I started. <laughs> really? Uh, this Me is, too. This is really good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, what I don't, you know, you got the quad, community discipleship, worship, evangelism. Yes. What I don't see as part of this quad, you know, it's not, it's four, it's not five. Right. What I don't see as its own category on here is fun. Well, now fun can fit into these. Absolutely. But it's not its own category. It is not. And and when you're planning, and boy, I tell you what. Nothing the, wrong with planning some fun, let but me, you need to have a purpose for let it. Me, let me confess, okay? When, <laughs> when the older I get, fun has different definitions, okay, in working with students. What somebody says is fun. And I'm going that that look lock-ins do not sound like fun. That sounds like a like on Star Wars. It's a trap. Don't don't do that. Okay. So fun has its own uh, definitions now. Uh, now that's not to say. By the way, I'm not looking to cut out the fun no, of youth ministry. No. Youth ministry should be fun. But there's no reason why these elements evangelism can be can fun. be fun. Community can be fun. In fact, it, it often is fun. Exactly. We're not trying to plan. Mm-hmm. Youth. But just know what the purpose is. We're not trying to plan fun out of youth ministry. We're trying to say, listen, plan fun into your youth That's ministry right. well, in the appropriate it. ways that are not going to take away from the focus of what you're doing. Because if we, look, as youth pastors, we're not, you know, uh, uh, we're. I, I wrote a blog post the other day talking about being: is your youth ministry unmistakable? In other words, could your youth ministry be 
mistaken, be mistaken for the YMCA? Could your youth ministry yeah. be mistaken for a club at the high school? Yeah. Could your youth ministry be mistaken uh, for some service club in your community? And the question is this, is, is if, if, that, if it can be mistaken for something else, we're not making disciples. Mm, that's right. Uh, the discipleproject.net, that's simple, and I'll put it up on the homepage and uh, on our social media, the discipleproject.net. Yep. Uh, fantastic work. We'll come back. We'll talk some more about it with Paul Turner on the other side, everybody. Hang on. All right, we're back in. Paul Turner with us for a few more moments. I tell you, if anybody's got a question for Paul concerning uh, your ministry, youth ministry, I don't know. We'll see. 942-8585. Uh, if you want to call in and ask a question, he's a veteran. A veteran youth worker. A veteran youth worker. Youth worker, okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul, we're talking about planning in our in our youth ministry and, mm-hmm. and in ministry in general, okay? These right. are good principles for, you know, whether it's a youth ministry, children's ministry. You know, these are all good principles. Exactly. But your, your, your examples and illustrations and your, your, your uh, experience are in youth ministry. So the book sort of, you know, trends that way. But anybody could take this and apply it. Uh, how far out? Talking about planning, mm-hmm. like how far out do you suggest planning? What, what's your schedule? Somebody asked me on Instagram live. I did a little short thing on that, and somebody asked me about: Do you plan yearly, quarterly, or monthly? And I said yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do all three, because there are major things you want to get planned on the calendar, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're in a bigger church and lots of ministries, you're competing. Yeah. Smaller churches, not so much. So if, so for the yearly calendar, you want to make sure you got the missions trip. You want to make sure, and a lot of it goes in review. If you're in a committee meeting or something like that, you want to make sure you have your dates picked, ready to go, that kind of thing, because you want to get your mission trip on the calendar. I am fortunate enough that all I have to do is walk up and write it, write it on the calendar. So I say, that's our trip. Yeah. And, and But in some churches, it's different. And, and you can't, you can't you, touch that calendar. You've been in those settings as well. Yeah. They, they put a padlock and it's guarded yep. uh, until it goes through committee or reviews. So, but uh, getting your dates ready is that when you have that meeting, you have your dates ready for camp, you have your dates ready for uh, 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 mission trip, you have your dates ready for- Lock in. No, we we keep that (laughs) off the calendar. Uh, We have our dates ready for uh, 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 D-NOW. You have your, all those things are on the calendar because here's the deal. If you'll plan it at the time you're supposed to plan, you're supposed to plan it and work your way into it. Right. So I even, yesterday, I even put my Christmas party for next year on the calendar. Wow. Because I don't want to, a month from then, uh, talk about, well, when are we going to have the, is a lot of the conversation. Plenty of time to look for your funny gift that uh, you'll bring, exactly, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. $10 or less. That's right. Plenty of okay. time. And so, so I think it's important that, that for the year you do that, for the for the quarter, and I try to do a little, uh, pass out a little card that just has all the events that are already planned on there so parents can have it. It's also in digital format. Uh, friend, kids can give it to friends, invite somebody to it. But it, it you look, Planning does a lot for your um, uh, perception of you because a lot of people look at youth pastors as just slobs yeah. who show up yeah. in you know untucked shirts and you know uh, beard and beards yeah. <laughs> and they just show up and you know with and flip flops on a cold day and like flip flops on a cold day yes and they look at these guys and go this guy does not look like a planner at all but when you can sit down and tell your parents here's what we got going this exactly. year exactly exactly here's how much it's going to cost here's the dates yep. That, boy, that that goes a long way toward winning you trust and uh, and some favor, right? And uh, and you're just gonna be more effective that way. Exactly, and you're you're changing the perception that you're well. I'm a wing it kind of guy. Well, let me tell you yeah. what. You're not gonna. I don't think you make as great an impact 
by winging it as much as you do in planning it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have to. You, you have to be able to plan. Your 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 forget your your parents are key. Your kids want to know, but yeah. if you include them in the process, but also your pastor. I mean, this pastor has hired you. You know, more than likely because you have some sort of qualification. Maybe yeah. you're a good speaker. Maybe you're good. Listen, you can be as talented as can be, but if you can't plan and execute. Your talent only goes. Your so talent's far. only going to go so far. That's exactly right. And we've we've made light a little bit of how long he and I have been sort of in and around youth ministry. And Paul's been right in the local church setting of it for uh, longer than I have been. Now it's said twenty eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, there's a place. I, I'm glad that we're at a day where there's a place in youth ministry for guys like you. That uh, it, it used to be everybody had to be young. It was like, you, you know, right. the youth pastor was everybody's big brother. Yep. And there was nothing wrong with that. Yep. But, you know, our, our culture has changed. And yes. uh, there's, there's some places, there's settings of ministry that it's very important. Um, kids need today, they don't need a big brother. Many times they just need a dad. Yep. They need a father figure. Yep. Many of them don't have that. No, exactly. And I'm not saying that's the setting for everybody, and there's not a, pl- a place for young guys in youth ministry because there right. is. Right. But I think over time, the career youth ministry, I think is wonderful. And uh, I, you, do you find that to, your ministry's changed? Sure, absolutely. Well, like you know, you're you're moving into eventually you're moving into grandfatherly yes territory. It was who's your daddy now? It's who's your granddaddy? That's right. Yeah. You were you were the you were the big brother. <laughs> you were the big brother. Then you were kind of like the the uncle that shows up. Yeah. And then you're the the father. And then you're moving into grandfather territory where mm-hmm. you know where you know uh, some things don't appeal to you anymore. And I've noticed that just for me, just from a uh, sure. from an age point of view, where things don't float your boat. Uh, that's not super exciting anymore, whatever it is. But the impact that you have of being uh, a little older, a little bit more seasoned in ministry has its benefits and its drawbacks. You know, you have all, I wish I had all the energy of my 22-year-old self yeah. to put into my 49-year-old body, right? Yeah. With the wisdom, right? If you, but And that's the importance of the team. You want to have people on your team that can fit, you know, if you, everybody on your team is 49, that's that could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but you want to be able to have different people, different age groups uh, and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, male and female and so forth to be able to minister across the spectrum. Well, there was that time when there just weren't many youth ministers that had been doing it for a long time. Right. There was nobody to learn from, nobody to mentor under. Everybody was young. And then you got out of it very quickly. And you lose touch when you get out of it. So they went on to pastoring or different things. Right. Uh, Prepared for Impact, it's 12 keys to unlock you and your youth ministry. Yep. Uh, Paul Turner and uh, Ryan Latham are the authors. And uh, right here local, Paul is. And uh, they can go to the website, thedisciplesproject.net. We've already shared it for you on our page. You can find it very easily. Uh, Tell folks what they'll find there on the website. Go to the website, and you will find that's also where I blog and I, uh, uh, you know, do some writing things like that. They can live videos, right? They can mm-hmm. do videos there. Find my YouTube channel. They could find uh, super practical things uh, where I'm just basically showing you what I do in my youth ministry. Take it, steal it, rob for me, whatever. Right. You can also hit the shop button and find the book. You can find that and other a lot of other resources, as well as my newsletter. If you go to resources and click on that and get my seven secrets for a successful youth ministry. Wow! All right, it's good stuff. Uh, Paul Turner, one of the best around, thedisciplesproject.net, no doubt about it. Uh, check it out, everybody, youth ministry. And, uh, hey, any uh, any of you that's got a youth minister, you know, for your kids or whatever, they would all appreciate this book. Give yes. them this book and a gift card to go out and to dinner one night. They'll love you. It's not this ain't, book ain't gonna tell them they're doing anything wrong. It's, it's gonna be something they can draw off of. Don't, they'll not look at it as like you don't think I'm doing a good job. Right, parents and pastors, it is in your best interest to give your youth pastor this book Some because resources. then they're gonna get they're gonna get planned, and then you're gonna be a part of That'll it. That'll help you. All right, we'll be right back on the other side, folks. Another hour yet to come. Stay with us. 
I want to thank my friend Greg Davis and Priority Talk for having me on the show. And I want to thank you today for joining me and hanging out for a little while uh, for the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and keeps your youth ministry moving forward. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, I also hope that you'll go by and uh, try to win yourself a free book over there on iTunes and uh, give yourself, give me a little stars and a review there and I'll be drawing very soon. But until next time, everybody, I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas and I hope that you and your family are blessed uh, and I look forward to coming back with you guys next week to talk a little bit more about my book with co-author Ryan Latham. So until that time, guys, have a great one. Have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see you in the new year.